It's all about my customers, so I don't have to think about myself a lot. I'm saying with your statement, with my custom-made shoes, with the canvas and the clothes I'm making, I just want to honor the customer, the Bitcoiner, the builders, the people who think different and make a statement with just belief in Bitcoin and just change something. This is the Bitcoin Muse, and I'm Clay Innes. Today I'm joined by Lena, a Bitcoin artist hewn from the world of high-end product design. With her eponymous brand, she is now dedicated to painting custom sneakers, making clothing, and designing jewelry with plans for more. Her emotional connection and meticulous focus on customer satisfaction balances with her artistic impulses. Prioritizing her clients' stories, she brings professional design savvy and delicate precision to her brand identity, without shying away from painterly abstractions. Lena is a rare, gifted hybrid and a lovely conversationalist, despite English being her third language. Be sure to follow Lena and to share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. As always, I appreciate any support you can show me. One of the best ways to do that is to use a podcasting 2.0 app like Fountain or Breeze. I've got my split set up to give 10% of all streams and boosts to OpenSats so they can fund Bitcoin and other free and open source projects. Lena and I recorded our conversation with her in Germany and me in New York, but it almost felt like we were having a coffee in some cozy cafe as I inquired about her life and work and shared snippets of my own. I hope you enjoy it. If I'm reading it correctly, your name is Lena. Lena. Terrific. That's very much your name and also very much your brand. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're very consistent in how you present yourself. For a lot of artists, that's an admirable approach because so many of us, we struggle with our identities. We are. To keep the focus is very hard and to decide like, okay, that's it. It's like not easy. When you're walking around town with your friends, is it a switch? Do you kind of mentally switch when you're presenting yourself as a brand? No, it's more about my clothes, I guess. Not my name, but how can I say it? I'm a very chill person, just wearing tights and shirts and hoodies all the time. But when it's something like a conference or stuff like this, so I just preparing myself with clothes, with Bitcoin stuff and preparing mentally. And then it's the brand. Cool. Did you have a fashion background? Were you a fashion designer in any stretch beforehand? No, I'm a product designer. This is my background. Ah, that's cool. And what kinds of products were you designing? So I studied industrial design. So I was doing like everything. I worked with Bosch and Siemens together. And before starting Lena, the company with art, Bitcoin art, I had a company in Germany and we designed stuff for private yards, like the big private ships. This is my background. Did you say private private yards? Sorry, I missed that. Yards, the private boats, like the private ships. Ah, the yachts. Yachts. Private yachts, yeah. Okay, private yachts, yes. Cool, cool. So you were at a very high-end luxury yes. sense. You have a very high-end private luxury sensibility. Yes. And along the way, Bitcoin found its way into your mind. It was more about um, like... I stopped working at my old company and I just wanted to travel the world and Corona happens. 
and there was no job and no traveling, no sports and every crisis is like an opportunity. So I started to do my research and discovered Bitcoin, not for the first time, but I started to study Bitcoin and felt in this rabbit hole. That was my inspiration, I think. How cool. So in the throes of the pandemic lockdowns or whatever nonsense you were subject to, of all things to find, Bitcoin, it's kind of almost ironic, the freedom technology in the throes of restrictions. Kind of. Did it give you hope then? Yeah. Were you digging down in frustration? Kind of. I, I just searched for something that made sense or something new because when you're a creative person you you always need something for being creative right so and before it was for me traveling and working with people and designing stuff so i was on my own bitcoin was like okay this is something we can work with and then it makes sense and it's so new and so amazing and then i started to just I discovered Twitter then in this community thing of Bitcoiners and I was like, okay, there are a lot of people with the same mindset and you are not alone, right? I was inspired. That is cool. And so did you go to painting first? Yeah, it was kind of funny because I never painted before, honestly. I, I just sketched, right? If you're a, a designer, you're just making the sketches, but never like artworks. It's all about product design, sketches. And I was bored during Corona and I need something new to discover, like Bitcoin. And I don't know, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm just grabbing a canvas and I had wine and music and I was in front of a white canvas and just started doing stuff, abstract things. And it was like, I don't know, like something for my energy. Just get rid of this energy, just show something, just feel. This is how it started. So in comparison to, say, the, the more probably strict confines of product design, the empty canvas and a bottle of wine really let you be a little freer. Yeah. So the cool thing about abstract art is like there, there are no mistakes. So you can just let it go and do whatever you want and... It's like so unique because this canvas happening just right now because you feel the things or the color combinations or you don't have to think a lot. If you're like starting, if you're like digging deeper and you then, okay, this is cool. I want to get better. Then you start do it like product design with the process of designing, creating. But when I started, it was like just, okay, I just do whatever I want. I just want to be creative. And this is what I did. And then, of course, you had the Bitcoin community on Twitter to share your work. No, I didn't share at that time. No, it was later. So I, I just then I started to paint every day and I listened to podcasts. I was just painting a Bitcoin sign and I was like, OK, this feels so right. And, you know, when something is right. And then I just did some artworks and it was still Corona and I wanted to escape the German strict rules. So I went to Dubai, opened the company Lena for my license. 
I was like in Dubai, had my company and I was like, I need to do something with it. And then I saw this Bitcoin sign, my paintings, and this is how it started. Like, okay, this is it. So there was an escape to Dubai, which is a novel choice. I think who's Stefan Lavera, I think, is there. Yes. Not to dox him, but I've heard that somewhere. Why Dubai? Why? I mean, it's a, was it just the sun and the beach? It was very simple. That's it. I thought about Singapore and I tried to go to the U.S. also, but at this time it was so difficult and Dubai was like, okay, you're welcome. So, okay. Awesome. And so the business that you were starting was product design again, or that was the spirit or the idea? Kind of, yeah. Cool. And so were you working at first? You, you put your shingle up, as we say. Were you getting clients there in Dubai? No. I started with Bitcoin only. <laughs> Out of the gate. So clothing, sneakers, I guess. Let me hear your, <laughs> your telling of this story. Okay. I and I don't know how often you tell this story, if this is the first time or if you've been having to explain it to your friends. So it's my first time with an English-speaking podcast, so I don't know. But it started with Canvas. So my first artworks were all about Canvas. And I love it to work on big Canvas. But then I was like, okay, I need marketing strategies. So Canvas are always inside, right? But I need to have art outside. So this is how the sneaker idea started, actually. And yeah, people love it, and I'm very blessed. Were you hand painting those first sneakers? Yes, it's everything is hand painted. Wow, everything, because some of them really look like they're so precise and beautifully manufactured. Yeah, thank you so much. Is that the cliche German meticulousness at play there? I don't know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And so I'm wondering, going back, what were those podcasts that you were listening to early on? So Ned Burnell was cool at this time. So I started with her. I just went crazy. It was like everything. It was German once, but then I, I don't know. It was, I just observed everything I could get. I don't have any experience listening to German podcasts, but I found early on trying to find the signal in the crypto noise was difficult. Yeah. And obviously English dominates the podcast space for me. I wondered if there's some really terrific Bitcoin-only voices in German. Oh, yeah, there are big ones. We have this, um, I don't know if you heard about them, the 21 community, 21. This is like a decentralized community. So in every bigger town in Germany, there's an 21 meetup. And they have a podcast also. Then there are like a couple bigger YouTubers who are very focused on education and news content. So the German community is very strong, actually. Yeah, I mean, you're my window at this point. I lived in Berlin for a summer, which was a delight. Oh, wow. Working on a movie set. Nice. Highly recommend Berlin in the summer. Yeah. Maybe all of Germany, to be fair. Yeah. So Berlin is actually very big with lightning and stuff like this. There are a lot of developers living in Berlin. It's a creative town, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing to see at the Prague conference how many German... It felt like a German conference, actually, for me, because everyone was there. And it was so nice to see. Also from Austria and Switzerland. And it was very cool to have the guys together to see the builders. 
Yeah, I mean, the builders, right? Yeah. They get a lot of attention, and obviously we're completely reliant on them. Yeah. But we as artists now have to kind of take what they're doing and carry a different torch. We go off into a different place. As you said, you wanted to bring your canvases outside, and sneakers certainly are uh, on trend. Yeah. Were you the first person to wear them? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and are are your friends Bitcoiners? No, no. I was the only one. Interesting. So you you rolling out with these beautiful new shoes? Yeah. Hand painted. Yeah. Which ones were they that that you were your first? Um, the green ones. They're on my Instagram account. This is like a whole green shoe, and with golden leaves and the golden Bitcoin. I went crazy with them. This was fun. And how were they received? Good, actually. No one saw the Bitcoin sign first because it was a bit obsec, not that in-your-face thing with like the orange ones, but it was very like, okay, this is cool. It was nice. The feedback was amazing. So I just kept going. That's always important for us as artists, right? Yes. We want to be well-received. We want our work to have a decent reception. This is our currency. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Validation <laughs> and acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a cliche in that, that the artist is tortured. You don't seem at all like that. And your bio made me smile when I read it on your website. You seem like really just a happy person, not at all tortured. And perhaps because product design offers, I guess, less space to ruminate or to wallow in your struggles. Yes, you have to be focused like, I don't know. It's all about my customers, so I don't have to think about myself a lot. So I'm saying with your statement, but with my custom-made shoes, with the canvas and the clothes I'm making, I just want to honor the customer, the Bitcoiner, the builders, the people who think different and make a statement with just belief in Bitcoin and just change something. No matter if it's big or small. Not everyone is a developer or is like, I don't know. If you're a normal person, you can make a change as well. You're right. And I think that these days, our clothing is very much a place for expressing ourselves. Yes. That has to reconcile with, as you mentioned, OPSEC. Has that been a concern at all? I mean, a hodl knot sneaker is probably speaking quite discreetly to Bitcoin Twitterers. Yeah. But once you've got Bitcoin bees and the bright orange on your sneaker, OPSEC's out the window. Yes. But to be honest, when I'm wearing it, not a lot of people recognize it. I don't know if you mentioned it, but if you're studying product design, right, you have to study the, the human behaviors, the human, how people think, what's important for them. And people are so, how to say it in, in English, they're thinking about themselves. So they're just maybe mention, mentioning me for 10 seconds and then they're back like, okay, what's what I am wearing today? What does my shadow look like or how, how I'm looking like? So it's not that people mentioning that a lot when I'm going in a town or something like this. So I've never had concerns. Yeah, well, it's interesting, actually, because I've never done anything very public other than this podcast. I don't 
own, I own the ugly Bitcoin sweater. Have you seen that from years ago? Mm. There was a really ugly Bitcoin sweater. It was sort of a Christmas sweater. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was cool. <laughs> well, I do each his own, but I sort of bought it as a joke and, and that's about it. But I've never worn it in public. Why not? Well, I guess, first of all, it's really, to me, it's a little on the ugly side, tacky. And, and right now it's summertime, so I'm going to have to hold off. Okay. Maybe down the line. Let's see what happens. I bought it more as a joke than I did to wear it in public. But perhaps I will start finding some things. Maybe I'll get some sneakers. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I would be honored. Oh, that's very sweet. It's interesting because your creativity on the canvas seems very different than the, some of the more meticulous designs in the shoe. And then for you to go from being alone, the bottle of wine, the white canvas, <laughs> to super customer focused, starts to transition and almost makes me envious. The artist is rarely as driven or customer focused. Some would argue maybe that that's not even the role of an artist, that the customer isn't part of the equation. I would disagree, but I, I wonder what your thoughts are there. And, and forgive me if I'm being complicated in my questioning. You really do put customer first. Yes. You're not compromising your creativity in that scenario. No, it's all about, like I said, the network, the Bitcoin network had a huge impact on me and the support was amazing. And I am like so blessed with the customers and the people around me, everyone plays a role in the adoption of Bitcoin, right? And maybe my role is to bring the story of my customers on art, like on canvas, on shoes, because while talking with people like my customers, uh, my clients, and when they talk about Bitcoin, it's nothing like something they just, there are no emotions or something like this. No, this is their story something happened in their life. So I'm always taking time to talk to them. They tell me their story and then I'm making sketches for the shoes or the canvas. There's something personal. So I'm getting inspired by their stories. And it's a very beautiful process and I'm honoring them with my art and I'm honored that they trust me to do stuff like this. So it's, an, it's a beautiful process. Yeah, really. It, it's almost like you're in collaboration with each of your customers. Yes. Or collab, to use the yes. contemporary term. Yeah, wow. Say it's a pair of sneakers and you're doing a custom pair for someone. What kind of time do you put towards that? I mean, given that you have other customers and I mean, you could be a very busy woman if this starts to pick up. What do you mean, like in terms of? Just the process. You said you will listen to their story. You'll take some notes. Yeah. And then perhaps you'll do something original for them? Yes. This is how it works. So some clients just have their vision and I'm just making sketches on an iPad and then providing the sketches. And when they like it, I'm just starting. This is the process. Some customers don't even know what they want. It's sometimes just the color and just Bitcoin. Then I'm just asking i don't know what are you doing in your free time what's important for you for some this is i don't know skateboarding or the children so i'm bringing the name of the children on the shoe some people want their dog on the shoe so with the bitcoin sign okay i'm bringing their story on the shoe or canvas so. 
had you painted on shoes before this? No. <laughs> Is it hard? I did like for, because I, I love custom stuff. I just wanted some, it was for a concert. It was Rammstein, uh, the German rock band. So I just wanted to have something cool. So I just bought colors and did my first sneaker for the concert, but it was very simple, just some black and then the symbol of Rammstein. And then I had the custom shirt because I didn't like the designs in their shop. So I just did my thing and then just went to the concert. It may shock you, but my wife often asks for that to get played. Rammstein? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. And she's working with gold, I heard. She is. She's a goldsmith. And Filipino. So oh, wow. here's our world. But why Rammstein? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, I love, I like it heavy and I enjoy it. They're amazing. Also, I'm not a lyric person, so I can almost listen to anything. Yeah. As long as the timbre and the, the energy is there. Yeah. But the lyric is also awesome. The lyric of Rammstein, their, their song Time is, is incredible. I saw you tweeted something to that effect. It was a Rammstein song, but you had interpreted it as sort of a Bitcoin message. Yes, it was the song Los. It's nice because it went like nobody knows us like and, and we were censored and not accepted. And now we're here and we are loud and it's like everyone is mentioning us and we are timeless like in the end. So I was like, so Bitcoin. That is cool. Let's go with Rammstein being pop culture. They're sufficiently well-known and tour the world. And sneakers, pop culture, hoodies, pop culture. It's fun the way we've gone from obscurity into the mainstream and, and kind of fun that you would be a part of that. Yes, this is an amazing journey and I am enjoying the process and... Are your things being manufactured in Dubai? There's some logistics working in that part of the world. Some customers are sending me their sneaker because it's something like very fancy and it's not easy to get them in Dubai or in Germany. I'm, I work, I learned to work from all around the world. So I have always my art stuff with me. The jewelry I'm manufacturing in Dubai because they're amazing. I'm working now with a company. We're designing together. These are my ideas. I'm a part of the process, but this is in Dubai and it's awesome. It's amazing. I mean, especially a city that is, I read something at the base of the Burj Khalifa that like one fifth of the world's population is within four or five hours of Dubai. Yeah. So that's a pretty remarkable nexus. Yes, it's an amazing place. For builders, the spirit is amazing there. It's so easy to network and I just try to give you an idea how people think there. Like in Germany, when you're driving a Porsche or a Lamborghini, right? It means you did something right because you can afford the stuff. And the Germans are like, oh, this is not good. We're like, no, you're too rich. You have to pay more taxes. This is the German mindset. In Dubai, when someone did something amazing and successful and shows the success, people are coming to the person and ask the person, how did you do this? This is the mindset of Dubai. And this is pretty cool. I can see that having great allure 
for you. And I can see that too being a really interesting place for this Bitcoin brand to flourish as well or to be born because you're going to wear your statement, as you say. Yeah. Instead of maybe hiding it and being deeply concerned with OPSEC, which may have its place, but now you're going to say it. I'm going to have this conversation with you. We're going to talk Bitcoin for a minute here because you noticed. Yeah. How have those conversations gone when someone does notice the Bitcoin bee on your hoodie? Is it a curiosity? Because you have a very interesting perspective. You already said that people don't really notice. But when they do, what is the line of questions? Or is it just a little thumbs up? Oh, the first question is, because the prices are so low at the moment. So they're asking always about the price. And if we are early or it's too late. It's all about this perspective to get in because of the money because of the big pump or something like this. Or, I don't know, it's not about like, oh, it's a, it may be the next thing for the finance system, right? Or it's something like the next internet. No, it's like, it's pretty down, right? Do you then transition them to talk about the human rights aspect or the freedom aspect? No, no. At the beginning of my journey, when you're like discovered Bitcoin, right? And you have all these ideas, and you just want to make a change, like change something or help people to see the things you see. I was talking a lot about Bitcoin. I tried to orange pill people and it didn't work out. So I found out that the best strategy is to orange pill people just to be self-confident in your choice to not trust to understand Bitcoin. When people asking me, are you trusting Bitcoin? I'm saying I'm understanding it. And then they're starting to get curious when I'm saying like I'm Bitcoin only and I work in this industry and I'm going to the conferences and it's the network is amazing. There are a lot of builders and the smartest people in the world and I'm so happy and glad and I don't know. And then they're starting, okay, she's, she's like, okay, this might be interesting. And then they start asking stuff and this is when I can start to talk to them and start to yeah shifting them towards bitcoin or then i'm asking what's your problem like with money or something like this the inflation and then i just try to make baby steps in the right direction but i try to get them curious about bitcoin when you're pushing too hard people not going to listen and when you say that their investment in fiat is not the right thing. They're just, okay, no one wants to hear that they're wrong. This is why studying product design and the human nature is a key thing for adoption of Bitcoin. Wow, I like that. I think so. Have you thought about trying your hand at any kind of wallet interfaces or things along those lines? Interfaces not. So I'm a very tough can I say that? I don't know. I'm a very touchy person, so I need to feel... I think that we would say uh, tactile. Tactile person, okay. I learned something. And so I need to to feel things. I need to smell. I need to feel this, like the shape, just the surface and how it works. So I once had this PlayStation 2 and I just wanted to see what's inside, so I opened it. But it was like a mess because... I couldn't fix it again. <laughs> but sometimes I just want to touch things. I orange peel my parents. 
and my father is using a ledger and I was looking can I say that in the podcast it was pain in the ass for him to use a ledger and then I started to dig in he's in his 60s right he learned English because he like English bands but it's like very basic English so it, it's very hard for him I mean there are his savings and he's so nervous For us, it's like, okay, but for older people, it's very hard to use this technology and the stuff around the technology. And so I'm now sketching on a hard wallet stuff and I have an amazing idea and I had user experience. We did some tests for older people because my dad is like 60 and he has those thick thumbs and he's just, it's not easy for him. So it was quite interesting. So this is like product design. This is my thing. I was kind of hoping that you were going to go there because they're horrible. Yeah. I mean, the cold card that everybody raves about, and I appreciate it, is still a disaster. I mean, it's it's very cool. And the guys are doing an amazing job. But for me, I'm so, I mean, I'm using Ledger and I'm using the Bitbox from a Swiss company. They're amazing. But still, I'm sometimes I'm struggling to get the things together. And I'm very inspired by Dieter Rams and Steve Jobs. When I think just to focus on simplicity and just get the stuff around Bitcoin there that people are enjoying to use it and they're not afraid to use it. This is my goal, to create a product that is fun and to play around with them. And it's easy and not pain in the ass thing to use for older people because We need to think about our clients, our our target group and the adoption of Bitcoin. So we need to think about the customer first and we need to think like the customer. I think like this is a big thing that's missing in the industry right now because there are so many developers and smart people who are more on the development side and technical side. It's very hard for them to think like a noob to think like normal people because they are so in their tunnel and they're like, okay, this is easy. Yeah, it's easy for you because you study for 10 years or just it's your daily business. I just starting to ask them questions like, but why, why, why? Yeah, I think too, it's one thing customers, but very often spoken of in the Bitcoin circles is your future self and your future self is going to need reading glasses soon. And, and your future self isn't going to be as dexterous. And so having a good hardware wallet, a Lena hardware wallet, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward for that. The first, the first uh, sketches and mockups are finished. Well, I love too that this wonderful trajectory that you're on, this very public facing and very refined uh, style you have, where else do you want to take it? Hardware wallets? Is there something else that's got your attention? So the thing is, when I'm focusing on, maybe it's selfish, I don't know, or maybe this is how my brain is functioning. When I'm working on Canvas, I'm starting to think about products. When I'm studying I work on products, I'm thinking about art. So it's very balanced. I need to work on real things, to do some abstract things or to give my brain space for abstract stuff. 
but the hardware wallets were like this is like the first thing I want to try. The second one I had an idea last week, but I'm not sure. That's okay. I like that in your creative process that you have these two domains, the abstract, the canvas, the sort of freedom, and then that much more meticulous, rigorous, confined space of a sneaker or a lapel. Yeah, it's fun. Do you find yourself in one place over another or is it fairly equal? No, it's, it depends on my mood and depends on my focus and the environment and the people I talk. I can't say it. I'm now sometimes I need to step back from art to just enjoy the process again. My brain is kind of working all the time, especially when you're like self-employed and you have a business and you need to make money. Your brain is constantly here in the higher levels. It's not good for art because too much pressure is not good for creativity. The balance is not easy, but like the conferences or Bitcoiners are so inspirational persons. So this is why I'm trying to hang out with them and just... Sometimes the guys from Mempool, when they start talking, I'm not understanding a thing, but still to hang around with them and just to see how their brain works and how much effort they put in their work. I'm looking at the Mempool side and I'm getting inspired and have an artwork idea. So this is how things work. Or I'm reading about Steve Jobs or Dieter Rams or... And then I get an idea for a product. I orange pilled the company here in, in my parents' town. And then I'm starting to get ideas because I'm talking to them and they have so many questions and concerns. So just getting inspired from everyone and everywhere. That's so nice. You have an optimistic, happy demeanor that feeds itself, I think, a little bit. The people around you. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like... When you see, it's a bear market right now, right? And when you're in a place like Riga, Honey Badger or Prague, and you see all these young people working and creating and building, and they're struggling, but they're still so, I don't know, so optimistic about the future. And they knew like they're doing the right thing. You're getting inspired and you, you, you feel it. It's the right thing. And I'm at the right place. And it's a huge opportunity for us to leave a footprint in this whole thing and make a change. So this is why I'm so optimistic. I love it. Would you have advice for another creative person or product designer as their mind becomes curious about Bitcoin? Um, don't quit your job. <laughs> do the art thing, <laughs> not go all in like I did because it's not easy. Mm, I don't know, think different. Don't try to fit in. Try to understand the stuff, but be yourself because everyone else is taken, right? So just be yourself and think different. And I think this is the key. Don't try to copy or to jump on the next thing. Just think different. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Yes. <laughs> or or Shia Day, depending. That was the ad agency that Apple had hired.
It's the one thing to create things and the other to promote things and get these things done. It's funny because you seem to be very good at it. You've got a marketing mind. Yeah, but it's the hardest thing to get this. I started for the homepage three times over and over again. And I hate myself for that because I know you need a homepage because of the sales, but then you start to make a homepage and it doesn't feel right. So you just can't launch it. And friends like, just do it. No one cares. And I was like, I can't, it doesn't feel right. So, and then I just, one day I just got it. Like focus on simplicity. Also the be your right. I just started to write a text about my journey and I was like, no one cares. It's about my customer. This page is for my clients, not for me. I just want to help to express themselves. So I just, okay, this is all about you guys. It's not about me. And I love what I do, but like, it's all about you. And sometimes you just get this, okay, this is right. And then you do that. But it's, it's a hard process. It's, it looks easy, but it's sometimes not that easy when you do something new it's okay to make mistakes and you need to be like fine to making these mistakes and not being perfect and just okay just fix yeah it. look i mean this is that is the artist's way too and where your creativity has to conform to a shopify template that doesn't always work this is true this is so true it's a constant project i must say it's it's hard to get something unique out of a shopify template tell me about it the bitcoin muses website is an adobe portfolio page so i've just modified it as if it's a photography website and instead of photographs it's podcasts it's nice it's very clean i like that i don't know how it's going to scale we'll figure that out later yeah did you try the photoshop beta version with the ie with the AI stuff? No, I haven't, but I'm... You should. I've been playing with just mid-journey and some of that yeah. stuff. Maybe down the line, I, I don't know. I feel like I generally don't share an image unless I'm happy with it. So I don't know what I'd want to do to modify it using AI. But that's um, that's something I'll play with for sure. I know it's there. It's yeah. If you play with mid-journey, you can play with photoshop as well it's it's fun it's weird and it's have a lot of bugs and it looks sometimes like no but it's fun like to discover the stuff yeah and i actually like the artifacts that come from glitches okay i don't need perfection i like when stuff is a mess mid-journey early on maybe still fingers were just a disaster yeah and i kind of delighted in that because I knew it was going to be a small window where this was even going to happen. Yeah. But this is like the amazing part about artists and creative people. It's like the perfect imperfection, right? And we appreciate that. This is what life is about and our journey. I think this is a very nice mindset to have, to appreciate the unperfect things. Yeah, you're right. The meme in Bitcoin, right, is I'm, I'm new to Bitcoin, I'm here to fix it. But I think an artist would learn to work with those constraints and then find the beauty inside what exists. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I've never pretended. In fact, I lurked for years in the background just listening to podcasts. I was a nim on Twitter because I wasn't comfortable in that very 
difficult and complicated space where all the politics and the fighting and the opinions that wasn't my place i'm i'm a creative person i go i make pictures for god's sake and so this podcast has been really fun because i can now just spend my time talking to artists and creators immune from that i don't know from the war the twitter wars the drama (laughs) yeah and it's really fun too to go from folks like madex to someone like yourself who's in a completely different domain of creative expression and yet we're all dealing with fucking Shopify templates. (laughs) We are. (laughs) We are doing a great job, by the way. (laughs) Oh, look, Lita, look, I I really appreciate your time today. And I look forward to shaking your hand in person one day. Who knows how the world will unfold? Would be a pleasure. And you need to show me your pictures, the unperfect one you're not happy with. Oh, my. Yeah, okay, deal. You know, the little secret with photography is you shoot a thousand pictures and you share the one that worked. Yeah. There's 999 failures. But the process is amazing. It's really fun. And and a, lo- a lot of my professional work is on movie sets where every day there's a half million to a million dollars of production value on display. It's kind of hard to screw that up. But it's funny to see where you see the failures, right? Because I guess I wouldn't see that. It's like everything in our mind. It's like the hardest job to say it's okay for showcasting or publishing. It's like the hardest part for an artist or creative person to let it go. Yeah, to let it go. Yeah, Sure. Probably harder still in the very precise and consumer-centric stuff that you're making. Yeah quality control yeah sometimes i see a sneaker and it's all about the failures i see but the customer is so happy and i was like okay cool (laughs) it works (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean there's no right no harder critic than the artist themselves or just find the point to just leave your signature under canvas and say put the time on it and say okay it's done it's the hardest thing ever yeah it's funny even in this podcast I, i may finish editing on a friday I know I am going to release it on a Monday and then Saturday I'm changing something and then I'm (laughs) Sunday I'm changing another thing on the website. It's our way. Yeah. That's nice too because we're trying to honor, in my case, I'm trying to honor all my guests and in your case, you're trying to honor your clients. Bitcoiners, the builders. Yeah, Bitcoiners. High standards there. Bitcoiners. Yeah, and they have to be honored because they're changing the world and... They think different and it's not easy to think different in the mainstream world. And Yeah, it's weird to say, actually, sometimes to think that this weird moniker, we call ourselves Bitcoiners, that we would be on the front lines of something. I, I joke that the first guy to bring fire back into the straw hut... <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a little piece of meat. Yeah. Guys, it tastes better. Like this is it's it cook this. And everyone looks at him like you're gonna burn our house down. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and that had to happen thousands and thousands of times. And now we're the crazy person with the fire in the hut. Yeah. We are. And we need to stick together and work together and honor each other. And like it's it's a network thing about Bitcoin. Network is everything. Yeah. It's a human network as well as a computer network. Yes, it is. Cool. Well, I'm glad to be a node. <laughs> a human node. A human node. 
A dot. <laughs> and it's good to node you. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> Connecting the dots and nodes. I love it. All right, Lena, well, have a great evening over there. Thank you so much. You as well. There you have it. Be sure to follow Lena and explore the links to topics we addressed in the show notes. If you haven't shared, rated, or subscribed to the Bitcoin Muse, now's the time. Thanks to my brother for the music, to you for listening, and to Lena for sharing her time, energy, and focus with the Bitcoin Muse. Onward.